Welcome to the Lit Marriage Podcast with authors and Christian relationship coaches Cassidy and Daniela Parlane. On this podcast, you will discover how to transform your marriage from autopilot mode to keeping the flame of purpose, passion, and romance lit in the marriage that God designed for you to have. Learn to love intentionally together. Are you ready to keep it lit? Here we go. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Lit Marriage Podcast. We're your hosts, Cassidy and Daniela. And today we'll be talking to you on the subject of six signs of a hardened heart. Mm. Now, this topic is one that we, uh, we've explored uh, many times um, in the past and in our coaching sessions that we've had with uh, many couples out there. And, you know, um, we've talked a lot about what a hardened heart looks like. And um, this is uh, something that we don't hear a lot about. Mm-hmm. You know, we hear um, many other reasons for uh, the breakdown right. in the marriage. But we don't hear much about the hardened heart. So we're going to be talking about these signs that you can look for in your Mm -hmm. own heart, in your own relationship, your own marriage, to see if uh, these are areas that you can submit to the Lord and allow him to begin to drain the swamp, if you may, and uh, allow us to get to a place where our relationships can begin to thrive and to flourish and keep it, uh, you know, keeping things lit. lit. I want to also interject quickly um, to be sure you're not so quick to look for these things in your spouse first. Right. Be very introspective and look, take an honest look at yourself because it's important. It has to start from there. You have to start from yourself before you can, um, you know, look at the next person's flaws and and right? that's that's uh, just definitely... like the, the word of God even says before you uh, take the speck out of the neighbor's eye to take the beam to take the beam out of your own. So it's kind of right. the same principle there. So right, let's get started. yeah, because you know sometimes we we tend to look at our the faults of, of our spouse. Others. Or yeah, others it's human first. nature yeah, to to yeah, want to point kind of deflect off of ourselves. So we encourage you to do that. Just look introspectively at these things. Right. So number one. Number one is you can't hear God's voice. And as a result of that, um, I think they go hand in hand. You lack perspective, the greater picture. You lack vision. Right. And that's one of the telltale signs of a hardened heart. Right. Right. So, you know, you'll find that in your time of maybe wanting to spend time with God or seeking God, looking for direction, you find that you hear a lot of well silence right you just stop hearing from god for a period of time is that even possible we just stop hearing from god as christians does god just go silent on us for whatever the case whatever reasons um is that even something that happens in our lives it absolutely does and i mean just Give us an example of what that looks like. It's really what I, I want to talk to our audience about that today. Like, what would, you know, that situation really look like in reality? 
you have a hardened heart, you just have, it's almost like the communication um, between you and God. Right. It's, on a, it's at a standstill. Right. There's like a silence because ultimately a hardened hard heart always starts from whether we want to admit it or not. It's um, our connection with God has been unplugged. Right. Right? So we're so, we're unplugged from the source. And that happens with disobedience. Disobedience is really the root cause, I believe, of a hardened heart in the first place. Right. So once we start disobeying God, that's when our heart hardens, just like the heart of Pharaoh in the right. Bible. There's many scriptures where we see the heart hardening, even King Saul. Right. He, you know, when you refuse God's instruction, suddenly... You can hear, he can hear from God. In fact, he went to search for answers from a medium, from a psychic, which is completely prohibited. So is it possible that God's been saying something to us or to individuals mm-hmm. um, in the marriage and perhaps it's been ignored? Right. Um, so you become re- desensitized. Desensitized. So the, re- voice. the more you ignore the Holy Spirit, exactly, the less the less you, you hear. hear him. <laughs> right, um, and that's that's uh, that's an interesting point. I mean, um, you're you're talking about uh, lacking perspective and um, can't hear from God. So, in other words, your relationship with God is out the door, basically. Because yeah. obviously, if you are not hearing from God. Clearly, you're not having that sweet communion, that sweet relationship that you once had. And interestingly enough, we've spoken to many couples. And what we've observed is Mm. that the relationship with God always goes first. That's right. It's always (laughs) the first thing to go. Right. That's that's ultimately where all the problems start. Wow. And that's how the heart gets hardened. Wow. So that could just be as a result of just your day-to-day lifestyle things become monotonous you know the mundane of life raising kids work trying to pay the bills all these good stuff and maybe you're you you know you're experiencing a little bit a little bit of success in the process and also in in that case you start like you know uh wavering in your relationship with god your um your just focus has is now on just trying to take care of the day-to-day stuff and, and God right. gets put in the back on the back burner That's right. and you know this happens so yeah so uh can't hear from God but let's talk about number two um you begin to see your spouse as the enemy mm. okay and that's an interesting that is one. dangerous. Yes, yes. yes. We talk about this in our book, um, What Love Is Not. Exactly. And that takes me to my next point where we begin to see our spouse um, as the enemy. And as a result, right. we begin to do all, all the, the things, things that love, that is, love is not. not and expect the results of, of what, what love, love is. Exactly. So that's also an interesting point that when we get to this place where our, we begin to see or view our spouse as the enemy, what happens is the enemy begins to lie to us. Mm-hmm. And just like the, the Bible tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against exactly. principalities and powers. And, and spiritual wickedness in high places and rules of darkness and all these things. But 
what we do is we take our focus off of the real enemy and mm, now begin to ex- project onto your spouse. Exactly. So everything that person says begins to irritate you. You know, yeah, everything that person does, you know, you, you just, it just rubs you the wrong way. You find every opportunity to blame. You find every, uh, just, just everything annoys you in general. And you don't feel like you're on the same team anymore. You feel like now you're competing or your spouse is out to get you. Like you said, <laughs> they're, they're, they become the enemy. That's the right. way you perceive them. Right. So that your whole perspective has shifted. And that's another sign of a hardened wow. heart, definitely. So you want to watch out for that. If you start feeling that way about your spouse, it is time to reevaluate wow. the wow. condition of your heart. Because what happens in that situation is that you begin to literally um, put holes in that relationship. And it's it, think of your relationship as an actual ship <laughs> or, right. or a boat. And if you begin to <laughs> you begin to put <laughs> you begin to put holes in that it becomes ship. a relation raft. Oh, you before better you know. know it. It's a canoe. <laughs> Listen, come on now. Um, so you know we we gotta understand that there is a spiritual aspect to marriage, mm-hmm. right? And if we um, don't, you know, uh, renew our minds, renew our minds daily, according yes. to the Word of God, yes. right? That's what puts, you know, that that's what shifts our mindset. Because Absolutely. If you read the Word and you receive it and you believe it, then you'll know the Word does not lie, and it tells us right. who the enemy is. Right. So we stop believing the lies. Right? And that's important. That's so important. Couples need to know who the real enemy is because Absolutely. what happens is it's a subtle thing that happens and the bible tells us that a little level levels the leaven levels the whole lump right right and what that really means is that you know it's it's not the big thing that causes this explosion the biggest deception deception usually happens most effectively when it's very subtle little by little and in fact when you look at the scriptures the devil has always used very subtle tactics exactly to deceive from the garden right and even when jesus was in the wilderness doing his uh 40 days of fasting where he was tested yeah, just turn, oh, turn, turn, turn stone into scripture. bread. He used scriptures. <laughs> yes. Against Christ Himself. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's talk whoa, about this whoa, for a second. Whoa, hold whoa. up now. Hold, hold up. up now. There are Christians out there. I want to talk to you about this because there are in your relationship. If you're the person out there who likes to use scripture as a weapon mm. against your mm-hmm. spouse, watch it. Watch it. <laughs> Now you're walking into some serious territory here. Oh, yes. And we just want to touch on that a little bit. You know, we're not going to get too much into that. But there are people out there who will say, the Lord said, the mm. Lord told me. Mm-hmm. And, and and the Lord is telling them stuff about, that is about mm. their spouse that is contrary. I mean, and I, it's interesting. The same people who do that, God doesn't seem to say a whole lot to them about themselves, do they? Does he? This is this is exactly what happens. This is exactly what happens. So we want to speak a little yeah. bit about. We won't get too be much aware. into that. Be yes. very aware yes. when you believe you hear God telling you all these problems about, about someone spouse. else. And your not spouse ab- and not about exactly. you. Then you exactly. got to start questioning whose voice that really is. Exactly. Number three. Diminished 
prayer life. Wow. Oh, yes. We touched so, a little bit about that in the beginning. Yeah. Your, your prayer I mean, life. when you start feeling like hindered at the time that you normally would pray, you almost feel like repelled. You feel like you, it's like a task to pray. Wow. It's become almost robotic. You don't feel like this the passion, passion this pull, like I need to spend time yes. with my heavenly father. If you start almost resenting time with God, wow. that is an absolute or you're you allowing know, other things to take the place right definitely. where you're you're allowing whether it's sports whether it's you yeah. know um some kind of a tv show or it's just taking priority you're, you're constantly mm. doing other things outside of you know where at some point you, you used to be in such a personal and private time with the lord your private mm. times your prayer times but it started to fizzle yeah prayer life starts to fizzle yeah that's another eyebrow um razor right there so absolutely and number four quickly we just want to get through these uh these signs these six signs we're on number four and that is confusion where you feel confused you feel mm. a lack of peace and you begin to believe lies, lies from you the begin enemy as a to believe the lies so yeah like you'll find that you just have this feeling of almost stuckness or unsettled right you're unsettled in your spirit you just don't have peace and you can't really put your finger on it you're just not feeling at peace like almost like you can't sleep well at night during the day you're just not like you've lost your joy right the right. joy of the lord because the joy of the lord is something that's not circumstantial no. it's no matter what you're going through you just have this just joy Talk unspeakable about joy right right it's something that your mind cannot understand and god's peace is the same wow it's peace beyond understanding so it's something that is always with you because you just it's your god it's the creator he's there wow. he's protecting you he's got your best interest at heart now when that relationship starts to dwindle now you start to doubt um is god really there like am i because you know you're not really in his will at this wow. point Right? So then you lack that peace. You can't discern him anymore. Wow. You don't have that approval because God's approval is... And that really weighs on the marriage. Comes as peace. That really Absolutely. weighs on the marriage. Because if you're in a place of stuckness, of confusion, mm. lack of peace on how to proceed on certain matters, it, it does weigh on on the relationship a, a lot. And um, it's, it's important that couples come together and and really just pray through these times because mm -hmm. these moments happen Absolutely. they do happen they they will come so i'm we're just saying to you to to be prepared and to be aware of these situations that may show up in your marriage and you know i'm gonna flip number five and number six mm -hmm. we're gonna talk about we're gonna leave number five for the last one okay but we're gonna jump to number five um, and that's selfishness and pride. This is how you know that your heart is hardened when you are experiencing selfishness and pride. Mm. And what that really looks like, it, I mean, that could look like a lot of different things. But, you know, um, love is, is absolutely selfless. Right. When you start putting 
yourself, your own needs, your own Absolutely. desires, your own wants Absolutely. above those of your spouse, that's another check. That's yeah. another red flag that mm, I think my heart is hardening here. I've seen people who say they're building their own legacy, mm-hmm. they're building their own oh ministry, and their, their spouse is, is being left, left behind. Don't do it. Don't do it. What we're saying to you today is that you, you can get to a place where, you know, you're actually living a single married life. Oh my goodness. This is We've possible. We've seen this all too often. This is possible. Single married lives. And that's not the way to be in a marriage. We've talked to this one lady one time and she says she's a married woman. Mm. But what she said to us really uh, just threw, it threw me for a loop anyway. Mm. She, she just she just lives a single life. But she is a married woman. And I, 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 that concept, I can't wrap, wrap it around my head, you know, and, and for various it's reasons. It's really sad. Yes, it Because is. we've lost the actual meaning and function of marriage as wow. God intended it. And wow. we've kind of picked up um, the cultural ideology of relationship, which is really defined by whatever you want it to be defined it's whatever makes you happy whatever you think is acceptable yeah he has his interests i have mine and it's usually exactly based on your own selfish wow. perspectives but that's not god's intended purpose for marriage god's right. design is completely different from what the culture wow. portrays I, I think too you know especially when you get married at a, a much older mm-hmm. <laughs> a much older age um in your life um, this happens to individuals like that as well because they were living their lives quite nicely and beautifully before. Independent. Right, right, right. So there are different reasons why people, they ha- they've maintained a selfish, they don't even know that this is right. happening. Do you know what I mean? Years of doing things exactly. a certain way. And exactly. there's other factors like even hurts that have yes. happened for from past relationships, you tend to get very protective over your own territory. Like I'm always, I'm going to do my thing. You do your thing. I'm going to be over here. You, you know, as long as, you know, before I met you, I used to hang out with the boys. That's right. And you know what? Oh, you you know, you know, you know, that's right. Me and my girlfriends, we got married and we we, talked about it. That's just thought that we have our own thing. Right. Okay, boy, you're so, going to be over there. Let's not do your thing. Let's not confuse it. Let's not conflict it. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, there's things that that has, you know, this used to happen before we got married. So you just got to right. just got to flow with it, honey. <laughs> but when you, when we look at the biblical right. side of things, we see that two become one flesh. One. Absolutely. Right. So and so much when you look at the love chapter wow. alone, like. It's filled with nuggets of wow. what love actually and marriage actually wow. should look like. It's wow. nothing like that. It does not depict a selfish portrait. Can you imagine if Christ, who is our, our uh, the, the, the husband man, mm-hmm. right? Can you imagine if he um, was selfish enough to not die for us? He was selfish enough to we say, "We would all be doomed." I, I'm, I'm never going to be, you know, 
do anything sacrificial for you. So this is this is really something to think about when selfishness and pride shows up. And one thing about pride is that pride will always. We talked a little bit about this. Pride will always show you the 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 uh, the fault of your mm-hmm. spouse before showing you your own fault. So this is something that we need to uh, take into consideration as well. Um, and lastly, let's talk about it. When your heart is hardened, you get into the state of autopilot. Oh my. And that's that's the place you really want to avoid. You don't want to you don't want to be there. It's basically like being in a zombie state. You don't want to go there. You don't want to go there. That's nope. I I believe that's the most dangerous state you could be in and right. the most desensitized state because at that point you almost don't even you've just accepted defeat. You've accepted You may as well be roommates is really what you're saying. Basically. So tell us a little bit about what quickly what autopilot looks like. Just briefly what that what that looks like. Basically, you're just going through the motions of life. It is um, a passionless almost meaningless routine. You're so absorbed into the all the mundane things, the busyness, right. the you know Getting the kids, dropping them off, coming home, cooking, cleaning, and whatever, you know, both spouses are doing. So much so that they have actually lost their connection. They wow. almost don't even see each other. And they don't have... I've heard this phrase oftentimes, and it breaks my heart every time. I hear the phrase... Talk about it. I love him, but I'm not in love with him anymore. Okay. It's almost whoa, 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 like whoa, whoa. yeah. Now how do you how do you reconcile that? This is really what I want to know. I love him but I'm not in love with him. Yeah. That... It's like I love him like family. It's almost like out of obligation. Like this right. feeling of he's not a bad person because because the the um the passion, the flame yes. has been snuffed out. It's been snuffed out. We've seen people who have they can't wait to finish raising their kids mm. and let the kids go through yes. school before they decide, you know what, this hasn't been working for a very long time. Right. And this is in the church. Yeah, and it's very hush-hush. This is in it's the church. It's very, very, yeah, it, it's there. So and it's more prevalent than what we you know, would like to admit. We've seen couples. They've been married for 20, 30 years, 40 years. Living in autopilot. And, and. For many years. You can see in, 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 in the, the eye, the, the eyes of, of, of the spouse, especially the one that, you know, they've, they've walked out of the relationship. Mm -hmm. They've emotionally checked out. That's basically what it is. You can, you, you, we've been around people where when you go around them, you can sense the negative energy you know, it's not a marriage that you can say, when I grow up, I want my marriage <laughs> want to, to look like that. And you're like, it's just so negative. And these mm-hmm. are Christians. So what we're saying to you today, um, to our listening audience, is that we don't want to ever see your marriage or any marriage for that matter, get into the state of autopilot. That's just mm-hmm. not the place that God has called us to be. We should be constantly finding new ways to be creative and and keeping the flame 
lit. This is why this podcast is called the Lit Marriage That's Podcast. Because right. we are so passionate about yes. what it means to keep your marriage lit. We're so excited that you've ex- you've uh, taken the time out of your busy schedule to join us today. You know, thank you so much for for listening, you know, and tuning in. Um, we are so excited and we're praying for your marriage and we are praying for God to 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 uh, do a new thing in mm-hmm. your marriage. In fact, the Lord has been speaking to my heart lately and he's been really showing me that he's getting ready to start uh, a, a revival in marriages. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, Lord. And I've been praying and just really just seeking God about, you know, that moment where he will be raising up marriages again to be strong, to be great again, to be passionate again, to be bold again, and and, and to just really begin to proclaim his word in the world. And and so people will begin to once again see his kingdom come in your marriage. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. And on that note, babe, why don't we share with our audience what's one way that if they can identify with any of those six things we mentioned or or all of them, hopefully not. But if you're at that place where you're like, you know what? I see myself in one of those things or two of those things that they just mentioned. Right. What is some good advice that we can give them to really get their heart back to the place it should be, to soften their heart? Yes, you said it. Soften your heart. And I, you know, I think I I just want to leave this with the listeners out there today. Pray for your heart Mm. and pray for your spouse's heart and pray that God will begin to soften your hearts again, because the only antidote to a hardened heart is the word of God. When the word of God comes in, it will begin to be like just the living water that Mm -hmm. Jesus offered the woman at the well. Where he said, if you only knew who was speaking to you, you know, I have water that when I, if I give this water to you, you will never thirst again. And I really pray for people that are out there that God would begin to uh, soften our hearts as we continue to walk in obedience as we yes. continue to walk in humility, mm-hmm. as we continue to walk in honor of each other, because this is what's lacking in the body of Christ. Yes. Honor. We have to honor our spouses and honor God. You know, there's there's that two, that there's a, a, a three two the two way right. You're honoring God first and the vertical honoring, yes, and the horizontal, yes, like we yes, talked yes. about. We talked about yes. in one of our previous <laughs> podcasts. So yes. That is definitely one way that I really believe. And the second way is this, to pray for God to restore the joy of your salvation. Because mm-hmm. what has happened in, in... That's like a jump start. Yes, yes. So if you're in autopilot or any of these things, you're saying, man, those things, that one just hit me like a ton of brick. I just want you to know that... There is hope. Pray that God will restore the joy of your salvation. Because this is it is, is reversible, but this yeah, is what's you have missing. to want to reverse it. If mm. the joy of the Lord is missing out of your life, 
and you're constantly looking for happiness through your spouse and you're not getting it, perhaps, may I submit to you, perhaps the happiness that you're looking for is not found in any one person, any man, any mere human, but in your Father who is in heaven. So, man. (laughs) Get plugged in. Yes. Plug yourself back in. Yes, yes. David said, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. It's not your salvation to begin with. It's his his salvation. So the joy that you're lacking, know that that's something eternal that you're looking for. It's something eternal that you're Mm -hmm. seeking. And it only comes from God. So number one, pray for your heart to be softened. Number two... Pray for your spouse's heart to be softened. And number three, ask God to restore the joy of Of your your salvation. salvation. Amen. I would say those are three great ways to really jumpstart your heart and just marinate it back to to where it's soft again. Absolutely. Again, we want to thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully this was helpful uh, helpful and is encouraging and you were edified by today's podcast. Um, We thank you. Share this podcast with your friends or people Mm -hmm. out there that you think will benefit from this message. And we look forward to seeing you again on our next episode. God bless you. And until then, keep it lit. Bye-bye.